Professor Bryn Brown's research shows that vulnerability fosters good emotional and mental health. It is a sign of courage. We become more resilient and brave when we embrace who we truly are and what we are feeling. The Vulnerable Scientist Podcast is a space for scientists to tell their honest and authentic stories. I am your host, Saranya Kerry, who happens to be a scientist, informal science communicator, and I help scientists create personal websites. If you want to support this show, go to www.patreon.com slash the vulnerable scientist. You can also follow this podcast on all social media platforms at TV Scientist Pod. Yeah, so I think that was like one of the driving factors was, okay, like I can get the same quality of education in Europe, uh, but for like a tenth of the price. Uh, so this was one of the main... How much cheaper was it? Oh, tenth. Wow. Like, yeah, I mean, it depends on, it depends on the country, right? Uh, in the schools, but like, yeah. Okay. Uh, continental Europe. Uh, it's typically much, much cheaper than the UK or the US for, for master's programs. Um, with the cheapest being like probably the Netherlands or, or Germany. That would be my guess. Uh, and then, yeah, so I think there's a lot of yeah opportunities to get like high quality education in uh, continental Europe. Um, in, rather than the US or the UK. Okay. Yeah. In, for economics, at least, most of the programs are taught in English, so it's not, uh, not a problem. Mm. <laughs> yeah. All right. So um, this research, posi- research assistant position that you are in a while back, what, do you want to talk about that, what you are doing? Yeah. So, I mean... I wasn't. I wasn't doing the most exciting work. I was. Uh, I was part of the global. Ta- <laughs> if we're being honest, <laughs> was it exciting? <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. So this was in twenty sixteen. Uh, and if you remember, in mm-hmm. twenty sixteen. Uh, yeah, uh, the refugee the refugee crisis was uh, at its peak, uh, and like uh, a lot of the public opinion, uh, or, or I'm sorry, public discourse was surrounding uh, refugees and uh, integrating them into host uh, uh, countries. Uh, so I think at the time there were like 65 million displaced people worldwide, uh, and World Bank was putting together a, a report on uh, essentially the global status of, of refugees and internally displaced people. The terminology being mm-hmm. refugees are people who flee from conflict and leave the country and internally displaced are people who flee from conflict and stay in the country. Um, so yeah, uh, World Bank was writing a report on that. And at the same time, uh, UNHCR, the UNHCR for, for refugees, uh, uh, was releasing new data, so my job was to go through the report and update all of the all of the numbers uh, with the new data. Uh, and this is why I say, like, I mean, it was an exciting project in terms of like the report was very interesting, uh, and it was on a very hot topic. Um, 
and a very important topic. Um, but yeah, I was updating numbers in a row for it at the end of the day. Um, but uh, yeah, even then, I mean, I still learned a lot because, uh, yeah, I mean, I learned, um, you know, how people there were writing their reports. I mean, what was relevant, what was not relevant. Uh, learning how people think about uh, all the public, uh, um, let's say, yeah, public uh, interests that are influencing influencing these dialogues. So I think, yeah, even then. Uh, it was a, a, a very good experience. Yeah. Okay. Nice. So what made you now want want to do a master's? Like, what is that thing that made you think now? I think it's time I do a master's. And what did you do a master's on? So I think um, I had already developed a, an interest in research. Um, and I mean, my motivation was very practical. Uh, I was looking at jobs um, mm. that I like that I wanted that I think that I would have found interesting research positions. Um, looking at the topics I wanted to, and I was looking at all these positions, and they all required master's degrees. Uh, so mm. <laughs> the equation was very simple for me. Um, like, okay, uh, yeah. if those are the jobs I want, then I need a master's. Um, and yeah, that was uh, that was the driving force behind it. Motivation. Um, okay. And what did you do your masters on? So the masters is a mouthful. Uh, it was a masters in specialized. <laughs> yeah, they really need a new. They need a new degree title for this. <laughs> it was a masters in specialized okay. <laughs> economic analysis, uh, focusing on in international trade, finance, and development. Okay. Um, so essentially it was a master's in, uh, international economics, uh, looking at some trade components, some development okay. components, uh, a little bit of finance. Um, so there was a variety of topics, uh, there. um, but the master's was, uh, yeah. the, 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 the theme underlying all of it was like, uh, yeah, very quantitative, uh, economic analysis. Uh, so it was a lot of, um, Diving into economic models, the deriving economic equations. Um, so yeah, it was a quantitative master's in international, broadly international. Uh, yeah, no, I was just going to say the, the the environment of it was very cool because it had a very international feel. Um, There's people from all over the world mm. going to, yeah, coming together, and so it made for a, like a very exciting environment, and we. It was also quite intense, so like uh, we didn't have much else to do. So like we, we, we everybody bonded very well. Uh, <laughs> um, everybody, yeah. Mm. So I think it was a it was a very nice experience. Um, but yeah, what was it on? Um, yeah, so the courses varied. So in the beginning, uh, everybody had to take the same three courses in the first term. Uh, which were on uh, mm -hmm. economic trade models, um, mostly theoretical models, uh, econometric models, which is econometrics is just, um, just essentially statistics applied to economic analysis. Um, mm -hmm. um, I would say like the distinguishing feature is usually in econometric al analysis where we're concerned with causal effects rather than prediction. 
Um, but yeah, and then uh, like the economic theory of growth, um, of economic growth. What is that? Yeah, so this is... Okay, so, yep. uh, sorry. So for someone who doesn't understand yeah. this whole <laughs> economy thing, yeah, yeah. what is that? So the economics of growth is simply um, how do countries become richer? Uh, that's the, perhaps put in a very blunt way, but <laughs> that's, that's what we're interested in. Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, so yeah, over the years, many different theories have been developed of why, why some countries are rich, why some countries are poor. Uh, and then the more practical question is, okay, like we can't go back and change the past. So how do poor countries now become rich? Uh, and, yeah. and that's the, that's the big question. Um, and so, yeah, like uh, a lot of economists have developed theoretical models to, to study this. Um, and funny enough, like the, I'm not an economic growth expert, but I mean, the models that we're learning, are, um, yeah, from, from the 60s and 70s, uh, the thinking hasn't really uh, evolved a whole lot. Now, I say that, but um, I mean, there's, hundreds, thousands of uh, growth economists working on this who will absolutely disagree with me. Okay. Uh, but uh, <laughs> no, but I mean, like the models we're learning, uh, everybody learns these standard models that were developed in the 60s and 70s and so on. Uh, these are the, the underlying core uh, economic theories you learn first. And then, yeah, the fancier things are for, are for researchers, not masters. Uh, um, I would say. I don't know if this is relevant. I don't think so. But, oh. uh... <laughs> okay. Uh, so what, d after the classes, <laughs> everything is relevant. So after the classes, what did you, what did you, you do a research on? Yeah, so we had to do a master's thesis. Um, and this was on, a, I did it with the, Few other students, and we wrote about the child labor laws in Colombia. Uh, Colombia had passed a, a a law restricting children under thirteen. Uh, uh, yeah, essentially making it illegal for them to work. And so we wanted to understand uh, what kind of impacts does uh, passing such a law have on the children, um, on their development process, um, and. What kind of like uh, economic impacts does that have, say for for family farms um, and things like this? Uh, so this is uh, what we were researching, um, and we are wait. So for example, for that topic, for that topic, what what exactly would you be doing? Like, take me through uh, a typical day as a master student doing this research. What will you be doing? What will you be essentially doing? Yeah, so... For example, for that topic. Yeah, so a typical day, I mean, um, for that topic, we we had a few secondary data sets from, from the Colombian government. Uh, and uh -huh. so first, you need to take the data set and 
some people call it data wrangling. Uh, some people call it uh, data manipulation. I don't like that one because it sounds bad. <laughs> but basically, you just take the data and like you have to work it into a usable format. Uh, create the variables that you want that are of interest. Um, because most of this data is coming from household surveys. Um, so, yeah, in household surveys, you sit down with the household, you, you talk to them for two hours. We weren't doing that. We were using secondary data. Um, mm. But then, yeah, you, you have to take all of this. Like, okay, so how many kids do you have? Are they in school? Like, uh, do they work on the farm? Do they do, they do this? Uh, what's your household income? Uh, how much do you... Yeah, so there's like all these questions that we, that are asked to the households, and then uh, we need to put those into indicators and variables that you can plug into a statistical model. Um, so what's funny is like you spend a lot of your time doing this, and nobody will ever see it in the paper, and you get judged on the statistical models that you that you that you like run in the paper, but like from a coding perspective, the statistical model is only a line of code. Mm. So like a lot of the work is actually mm. just going into getting the data ready for analysis. Um, so yeah, then once we do that, uh, it's writing and uh, producing all of the tables, making sure they make sense, uh, tweaking the statistical model to make sure that it's consistent. Uh, yeah, all of this. Um, so I would say that's the typical day we tried oh, to okay. we were a team so we tried to divide the labor up a little bit uh, so um, uh, those of us who were better at uh, data data wrangling uh, we did that and then there were some people who were better at writing so <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah that's nice, so that, was nice. Th that makes things easier right For sure, for sure. Um, and like PhD research has been very okay. different. <laughs> Not as much division of labor. You do everything. <laughs> you do everything. Uh, yeah. Uh, not quite everything. I mean, uh, there's co-authors. and uh, But I think in the PhD, you're expected to be first author and you're expected to show that uh, you can be an independent researcher. So. Even with co-authors, there's like an expectation that you, um, it depends on the agreement, of course, but uh, that you carry the weight. And also you're training to be an independent researcher, so you want to, right? Like where I did at yeah. least, uh, I wanted to like take charge of it all and say, okay, yes, this is something I can do. I don't want to graduate with a PhD and feel like I can't run a research project. Uh, this would mean I, mm, I didn't yeah. learn what I was supposed to. Uh, <laughs> to, to be learning. So yeah, and that's a bit different. So, so for example, for that masters, which part did you play? Like, which which didn't you, were you strong at? Like, did you enjoy? What what part of research did you enjoy? I like playing with data. <laughs> Completely, ah. uh, this is my favorite. What? This is my favorite thing to do. Uh, even even nowadays. Uh, I love it when I get a break from writing mm. and I can just sit down and like uh, play with data for for a day. This is me. <laughs> yeah, this is what I like mm -hmm. doing. Okay, so 
<laughs> which tools do you use for someone who might be asking? Stata. Uh, Stata is like the um, the de facto uh, software for for economists. Uh, okay, let me rephrase uh-huh. that for microeconomists. <laughs> Uh, for financial macroeconomists, I use a lot of R, uh, which I also use sometimes because the R is very strong with geospatial uh, analysis, and it's much easier to work with shape files than raster raster datasets with R. Um, and then I'll then I'll use Python if there's um, some sort of weird functionality that I need, and maybe it's. I need to audit. Weird functionality. Yeah, like if it's an obscure thing that needs to be done, I always go to Python because Python is like fantastic for for obscure functionality. Like, uh, and to me, obscure is like reading PDF. Like, oh, I need uh, I need to pick out all of the words in like a PDF document or something. Uh, then I just go oh. to Python and stuff like that is much better than. I think it's virtually impossible in Stata. It's very clunky in R, but in Python, it's, it's like uh, it's very easy. So now, nice. now I would say I use a combination of tools, mostly Stata, R for R for spatial analysis, and mm. Python for obscure obscure things. <laughs> mm. um, okay. Yeah. All right. It's good to know what kind of a person you are in terms of the tools that you use. All right. So, um, what did you do after your master's? After my master's, I went to work. Wait, sorry, 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 sorry. No, sorry. <laughs> about the the research that you did in uh, about the Colombia kids being told not to work anymore. Yeah. Um, do you want to share the results for that? <laughs> not really. I'm just <laughs> um. Yeah, like I'm not gonna say anything uh, definitive because um, honestly, uh, I don't. Um, I'm not a fan of like the methodology that we used, and I'm not that I. I believe, no. I believe our results. <laughs> so, like, I wouldn't say this is the most rigorous mm. piece of work. Um, but yeah, I mean, we did find that uh, the children who we did like a cohort analysis, so we compared uh, because the law was passed and it was passed for everyone in the country. And for this type of research, you need a comparison mm. group. You can't make conclusions if you don't have a control group. Uh, so we did like a cohort mm. analysis where we compared, um, like, say they passed the law. Um, and it takes effect today, then the 13 and 14-year-olds won't be affected by it because the law's already been passed. The 11 and 12-year-olds will be affected by it. So these are like the two cohorts mm. of um, um, uh, children we studied. Uh, and yeah, we did find uh, some, some slight improvements in educational outcomes and um, um, higher incomes later on in life for, for the children who... Um, were, went, to ha- went to school yeah exactly um so yeah but i yeah i'm i, I don't fully i don't fully believe these results uh, <laughs> if we're being honest <laughs> um, I, lo- I love that you said that 